What up, podcasters? I'm Chris, and this 40-year-old gentleman to my right is Dan. What up, Dan? What's going on, Chris? How you doing? I'm good, man. You? Man, I'm doing great. So you're 40, huh? Man, I'm 40, and I'm still rolling. <laughs> good, man. All the pains are still here, no new ones, so that's... Uh, <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah, that's a good thing. You have a good week? Yeah, I did have a good week. Good. What are we talking about today? Well, we have our first special guest. Oh, that's right. We've, we've got a special guest here today. We're talking about taking one step at a time, just only looking at the task that we have in front of us instead of looking at the big picture. And getting overwhelmed? Right. So I'm excited. You ready to go? Yeah, yeah. let's get it. A few weeks ago, Chris and I created our fantasy Bible teams. We drafted three Bible characters each, Chris selected the guy who wrestled Jacob, Adam, and Moses. I drafted Paul, Daniel, and Gideon. And we gave you, the listeners, an opportunity to vote for your favorite team. And now the votes are in. It was a tight race. It kept going back and forth. You ready to hear the results, Chris? Sure. Okay, drum roll, please. And the winner is Chris. Yeah. Good game, Chris. I think the guy that wrestled Jacob gave you the edge. Probably so, man. That's why I picked him. (laughs) That was sneaky. (laughs) But I'll be ready for you next season, though. Let's get it. So, Chris, you know I'm a math teacher, right? Sure. And you know I'm like peanut butter, right? I'm a little dry. And that's not a good combination, math and (laughs) monotone, boring. Better than NyQuil. (laughs) Uh, you know, that gives you one really boring hour that my students have to sit through. So I'm trying to find some good ways to change things up and make it more exciting. So I was thinking that you'd be the perfect guy to go to to get some advice on how to make my class a little more interesting. So so what do you think? Maybe I can have some good jokes I can tell my students? Man, wigs. When wigs? all else fails, wear a wig. So I can wear a wig? Yeah. Okay. So that, that'll make them laugh, right? Right. But then they won't take me seriously. Once you take it off. Oh, uh, wait, I'm going to take it off? Li- so I'm not going to teach with it you're the whole gonna, time? Like when they come in, you'll have a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll take it off. Yeah, then you'll, you'll take it off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but they'll, you know, loosen them up a little bit, make them laugh, make yeah. them think you're weird, you know? Okay. Well, they already think I'm because weird. Because professors are, you know, in my head, they're, you know, long gray hair and uh, really smart, but really strange. Yeah. Okay. So you got to go with it, you know? Right. So while, while I'm wearing my wig, can I tell a joke? I mean, would that be a good thing? Would that make yeah, them laugh? I, I or, so. or No. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I'm not setting you up for failure here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I was thinking, what, what jokes can I tell? Okay. So I've got one. I'm going to try it out on you and the audience and tell me if you think it's good or not. Okay. All right. So you, you know the joke, why was six afraid of seven? Yeah. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. But why did seven eat nine? What? Because you're supposed to eat three squared meal today. <laughs> you know, because nine is three squared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. No, you're just saying that. No, it's good. You're funny. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, I'll just try the wig thing. <laughs> so, hey, we uh, have our first special guest. A guy that Dan and I have known for a long time. The king of heartburn. 
the king of indigestion. Big Ronnie! Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Glad to be here on your radio program. Yeah, we're 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 not on the radio, uh, Big R, but hey, man, we're glad you're here. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's been a while, Big Ronnie. It, it's, it's really good to see you. Yeah. So, Big R, well, they call me Big Ronnie, but, but you're my friend, so you, you can call me Big R. That's fine. That's fine. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I wear bicycles. Um, so, you work for, like, Murray or Huffy or something, right? Well, not, not up my backyard. Um, but I do pretty good. It's an honest living. Hard work. Well, I, I played uh, high school football. I could have went pro, but I hurt my back. Big Ronnie, come on now. Come on now. Pro, really? Yeah, Christopher, you know that. So what position were you, Big Ron? I, I was quarterback. Yeah, I don't really see you. I, I, I can't really imagine you playing quarterback, Big Ron. <laughs> well, no, 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 look. I'm Big Ron, you're 5'7", and you're 300 pounds. <laughs> Daniel, I can beat you any day, Dan. I'm the man in football, Big no, Ronnie. No, In order to beat the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> That's what Big Ronnie always says. So, I got a question, guys. You guys are married. Uh, so, Dan, does Mindy call you baby? Yeah, she's got a nickname for me. She calls me Stud Muffin. <laughs> uh, what about you, Big Ronnie? Does uh, Miss Peg, does she call you baby? Well, back when we was about 19, she called me baby one time. I said, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't your baby. I'm your man. <laughs> so Miss Peggy calls you man. <laughs> I'm her man. She calls me her man. And, and guys, you can't see Big Ronnie, but I need y'all to know this man has gorgeous eyes. Christopher, stop being weird now. I, I need y'all to know he's always been a weird little boy. Ever since he was knee high. He's weird. I love him, but he's weird. You know, y'all may not know this, but me and my, me and my wife, uh, I practically raised Christopher and Daniel. Well, not exactly, but you know. Yeah, I don't think that's really how it went, Big Ron. Well, well, your boy, your boys are y'all like my own. Uh, we changed uh, Christopher's diapers until he was five. Whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> you were you were Big Peg. I mean, I mean, I mean, Mister Christopher, man, I, you did not change my diapers. Period. And I was not wearing diapers when I was five, Big Ronnie. Come on, man. Well, well, I love you like you, my boy. So, Big Ronnie, man, you can come visit us anytime, buddy. Well, thank, well, well, thank you. Yeah, I'd be glad to come back, boys. I'm, I'm proud of what y'all are doing. Me and Miss Peg both. Maybe we can have Miss Peg on here sometime. All right, boys. So, there's this song that I really like. You've probably never heard it before. <laughs> Just kidding. He's heard it a lot. Every time I come over. <laughs> it's called Running by Land of Color. Uh, some of the lyrics that speak to me are, Why am I running from the one I need the most? I keep running, going back to what I know. Why am I running? I can hear you calling me. Come, my child, sit down at my feet. You're so tired of trying to be everything that everybody wants you to be, I know, why am I running? It's just like me to fall back in my ways, trying to find love in all of the wrong places. It's not easy to see that being who I am is who you want me to be, I know. So why am I running? So man, <clears throat> that speaks to me, man, because if I'm being honest, hey, at times I'm running from God. 
And you're looking for love. Right. We're all looking for love. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a void, an empty space in our heart, and it can only be filled by the one who made the human heart. Right. And that's God. That is the only way that that space can be filled. And it doesn't matter what you try to fill it with if it's not with God. You can fill it with drugs, alcohol, food, people, and it's it's not going to fulfill you. God, I'm telling you, God, he knows what he's doing. So what we're talking about is taking the first steps when we have a big task mm-hmm. so that we're not overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, because when when we've got a big problem that we're trying to solve or we've got a big problem in front of us that we need to take care of, a lot of times if we look at the big problem, if we look at everything, we can get overwhelmed and we just get frozen with fear and don't do anything at all. But instead, we, we've got to just break it down and take the first thing that's in front of us and just take it one step at a time. Uh, Genesis 6, 11 through 14, God saw how corrupt the earth had become. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth, so make yourself an ark. And in Genesis 6, 22, it says Noah did everything just as God commanded. So he only looked at the task that was immediately in front of him. Then in Genesis 7, 1 through 4, the Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your family. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And Genesis 7, 5. And Noah did all that God commanded him. He's only doing the task that's immediately in front of him. He's not worried about what's going to happen next because he trusts God. God's going to take care of everything. But he's taking it just one small task at a time. So Noah had a big problem that God gave him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he did, man. It was pretty serious. And so God said, everybody's garbage on earth except you, Noah. So I'm going to bring a flood and I'm going to destroy the whole earth uh, except for you and your family and a few animals. So I'm going to need you to build a boat. And this is how I want you to build it. Put yourself in Noah's position. How would you have reacted? Man, I'd be overwhelmed, man. I mean, sure, building a boat, okay. But... It's going to have to be a pretty big boat. Yeah, a very big boat. when he destroyed everybody else except for me and my family, okay, first off, I don't be worried I'm going to do it wrong. Mm, Yeah. And I'll be a part of the Yeah, what if I mess up? Yeah, what if I mess up? Mm -hmm. What if I don't do it right? And I'd be thinking about everything that's going to happen next. Right. You know, okay, fine, after I build this boat, okay, how am I going to get all these animals in the boat? And what's going to happen after the flood's over? You know, how am I going to find material to build a house? Just all these little little worries that is ahead of what God told Noah to do right now, which is just build a boat. See, yeah, not knowing your next steps is, and that gives you anxiety, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I kind of see why God did it, though, because Noah had a really big task, man. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And he he knew that Noah would be like just they probably have like I mean, I'm sure they had panic attacks back then, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, he would be like wigging out, man. But that I'm sure that took a lot of trust on yeah, Noah's part. No doubt. I'm sure it crossed his mind, like, how is this gonna work? What's gonna happen next? Even though building an ark is not a small task. No, it's not, but when you look at all he had to do, you know? I mean it, it was a it was a big boat. I mean it's like cruise ship. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how long it took him to build it, but I would love to know. 
I'm sure it took him a while. You know he was stressed out, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was 600 years old when this happened. So he's seen a lot on this earth t- at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I figure that, uh, you know, he's probably got a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> I mean, they lived a long time back then, so. Yeah, that is it, a long time. Man. If it takes him a couple of years to build a boat, you know, it's <laughs> like a couple of days in, in our lifespan. Right. So a big task that I had was, was when I worked on my Ph.D., you know, that was a big task that I had in front of me. And if I would have thought about everything that I had to do to get a PhD, it was so overwhelming. I wouldn't have wanted to take the first step because I was looking at the whole picture. But when I was walking through PhD, I had to take just one semester at a time. I had to take one class at a time, really just one day at a time breaking it down into these small steps. If I can just make it past today, then I'll worry about what I got to do tomorrow. Tomorrow. If you walk into my office, you may see a lot of things on my board. Oh, man. Most of it's a lot of math stuff that you won't understand. (laughs) But over in the corner, I've got a to-do list that I like to write down so I can see visually the things that I need to do. And what I love most about my list is when I get to mark things off the list because I can see that I'm making progress. When I get to mark that item off the list, I do I do one of Chris's dance. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see that right now. <laughs> but by marking off those things on my list, I'm working towards my bigger goal. I'm only looking at the small things in front of me, but I'm accomplishing bigger goals tasks that I have. You know, this reminds me of calculus. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, last week we said that I should embrace my nerdiness and my facts and figures. Right. All right. So so here it comes. You ready? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So in calculus, one of the main central ideas of calculus is you're trying to find the area of an object. Now, if it's a if it's a rectangle, if it's a triangle, we've got formulas to find an area. You know, the area of a rectangle is just length times width. And that's easy to do. You're just multiplying two numbers together. But if your region has a curve to it, if it's not a, an easy object to find an area of... Like a puzzle piece. Yeah, like a puzzle piece. Well, we can't find the area of that if we look at the big picture. right? If we look at the whole piece... There's no way we can find the area of it. So what we do in calculus is we break it down into smaller parts. Right? We, we, have, we break it down into an infinite number of small rectangles. Because rectangles, we know how to find the area of. So we, and then we take it just one rectangle at a time. We find the area of this small rectangle. And then we find the area of the next small rectangle. And so we've got these small, easy problems that we can solve. And then once we find the area of all the rectangles, all we got to do is add them together. And we've got the area of you know the big jigsaw puzzle piece. I followed everything you just said. So now you know calculus. Now I know calculus. But I get what you're saying, man. You break it down. Yeah, and so we can, we, can, we can translate that calculus concept to everyday life. We got to break things down one day at a time, one step at a time. I mean, sometimes one hour at a time in order to reach our bigger goal. Say if someone has financial struggles, 
day by day. Right. Do like set goals or whatever, and just day by day. Right. You just got to do the the small things. Yeah. 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 Because if you're trying to pay off debt or you're trying to to save towards a big purchase, if you look at the entire goal of paying off this huge amount of debt, it can be overwhelming. But instead, if you just take it one day at a time and you have a goals for yourself, just these small goals, it's easier to, to make. And before you know it, you'll be there. With anything. With anything. Like, say you're hopeless and like you're on drugs. You don't have to get off, off of drugs. Come as you are. Start where you are. Yeah. So you don't have to get your life together before you come to God. Step one, pray. Seek Him. Chris, you didn't get to where you're at all at once. No. And I didn't get to where I'm at all at once. No. I mean, I, just, I didn't right. wake up one day and automatically have a PhD. Right. Um, it, it took a long time. It took small steps. It took a long time. And, and I think God's still taking you somewhere. I mean, it's not like you've arrived and right. you have nothing else He's not finished to work with me on. yet. And God's going to take you to that to that next place one small step at a time. Just looking at the at what God wants you to do right now, and all the other things ahead of you, God will take care of when it's time for Him to take care of it. In Matthew six, thirty one through thirty four, Jesus says, "Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them." But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We just got to worry about today. That's it. So you may be up against something big right now. Something overwhelming. Okay, first of all, God's got this. Because God knows what you need, and he loves you. So he's going to give you everything that you need, when you need it, and just enough of it. So you will continue to depend on him. Secondly, take it one step at a time. Don't think about what step two and three and four are going to look like. Just focus on step one. That's all you got to do right now. When God carries you through step one, he'll be with you in the next step and help you through that next step. That's good stuff, man. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the listeners. I pray that whatever they're going through that they know that you got them I pray that they're not overwhelmed with whatever situation they be, may be going through just be with them let them feel your love let them feel your mercy and your grace be with them as they go through the week we love you we praise you in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening. We can trust that God will provide all of our needs for today. You were loved and you were never too far gone. There is hope for all in Jesus.